Welcome to Sleepy Head Stories today. We love to read books, be silly, and play. Me and my mommy are here every week to read you great stories that all are unique. Join us at bedtime, or bath time, or breakfast. We promise it's better than a trip to the dentist. Welcome to Sleepyhead Stories. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Sleepyhead Stories. So Conchetta's in a super silly mood, and I told her to try to not be so silly so we could record this episode, but she really wants to be silly. So go ahead, tell them what you want to say. Chocolate. <laughs> Conchetta just wants to say the word chocolate. Why not? Why not is a good is a, it's a good answer. Why not? Conchetta is the eating. The real question is the is the glass of water half full or half empty? I know that's the real question. What do you think it is? Half full or half empty? The glass of well, water. Well, I think it think of it as a um pot. I think of it at, at a positive perspective so i think it's half full because what if you just poured it and then your dog just stepped on your foot and then you stopped pouring it <laughs> yeah so it's, you look at it as yeah. half full yeah so then that's why you want to say the word chocolate on the episode yeah because why not because why not because why not because everybody loves chocolate yeah because why not yeah. yeah okay chocolate guys chocolate and you know conchetta's eating these chocolates that have these little fangs inside fangs? have you been reading them no. Yeah, look. What does this one say? I open the wrapper. This, I want to read this one. This one says, dare to cross the line. What line? That's pretty deep. Like, what line? I guess it means, like, to go outside your comfort zone sometimes. I don't. No? That's how I take that. What does yours say? Let's say, open it up. I already crunched on the... <laughs> what does it say? Do you. It says do you? <laughs> it just says do you. <laughs> we, do you by... You know what? Hold on, wait. What? Shout out to whoever Jocelyn H. from New York is. Oh, they give shout outs in their chocolate wrappers? <laughs> how funny is that? And how perfect that it says do you because that's exactly what you're doing. You're doing you by saying the word chocolate perfect wait there's another one but i don't think i can save this one this one is like yeah well if you while you're trying to open that one i'm gonna talk to these guys a bit okay. about the episode so okay. guys we are in part five of harry versus the first 100 days of school we have this part and then next week is the last part and we'll be done with the book and in this week's episode harry comes back from his Thanksgiving break. And I have to do a bit of a warning in this episode. Warning. Flash warning. A little bit of a warning. Flash warning. So and it's nothing big, but I just want to give you guys a heads up and your parents a heads up that in this episode there is a lot of talk about puking. About <laughs> about vomiting, puking. <laughs> Harry gets sick. And then a little bit towards the end of the episode, they have a party and there's a lot of candy and cakes and someone stuffs their face 
with cakes and candies and then they get sick. So there's a lot of that kind of talk. And I just wanted to give you oh, a heads up before you uh, hear it. It was a long one, but I couldn't save it. Oh, the next time you open the next chocolate, we'll have to read it next week. Yeah. Conchetta will read you her chocolate message next week. Wait, how about every, like, like, beginning and, like, ending, I'll, like, read a chocolate? Sure. We'll do it until the chocolates run out. I don't, I think there's, like, three chocolates left, though. But there's another bag. Your grandmother bought another bag. Conchetta's grandmother came to visit and brought her a ton of chocolate. My so, nails so, so yeah. So I just wanted to give you guys a heads up about that. But it is funny. It's not too gross, but it's real life, and these things happen. So that's what they're talking about. And uh, like I said, we have one more episode after this, and we'll be done with Harry versus the first one hundred days of school. Flash warning. Flash warning. A flash warning. Yeah. Yes. So. And that's about it. Conchetta is into her third or fourth week of school. Currently, she has no, a few days no, off. No, of it's just fourth. It's fourth. Fourth? No, I mean third. Third? Okay. Third. And uh, you have a few days off this week because of Rosh Hashanah, which Rosh Hashanah is the Jewish New Year. And if, you, if you celebrate, we want to say Shana Tova. What does that mean? Um, I... I don't exactly know. I know you say it for Rosh Hashanah, but it's basically like a happy new year to the new year or something like that. But what if you just said like a grandma or something? Well, that wouldn't really mean anything, right? And when it's, when it's new years, you don't say grandma, you say happy new year, correct? (laughs) Chocolate. Chocolate. Chocolate (laughs) indeed. Chocolate indeed. So happy new year to all of those who celebrate Rosh Hashanah and we don't have any shout outs this week. I think there was a few that came through. And if there are, I'm sorry. I lost all of my messages on Instagram. I don't know what happened. And I know there was a few in there and it kind of crashed on me and I'm trying to retrieve it and working with Instagram. So if you did send us a message and I'm missing it, I'm sorry, please send it again, the shout outs. But I wasn't 100% sure if there were shout outs in there or if it was just kind of like spam stuff. So we've been recording for five minutes. Mm -hmm. Gives you the time of how long we've recorded. So all right, guys, right after this, we're going to get into part five. Conchetta, do you have anything else you want to add? Chocolate. I thought so. (laughs) Do you? Do you. Do you, guys. All right. Do you. Hang in there. Shout out to Jocelyn. Yes. Harry versus the first 100 days of school. Part 5. Chapter 11. Puke. Day 52, Monday, November 26th. When they come back after the break, it is Abigail's school birthday celebration. Her dad brings carrot cupcakes to the classroom after lunch. Yuck. Harry looks around the table. Diamond and Abigail are eating theirs happily. So are Mason, Kamani, and Wyatt. Harry licks the frosting off his cupcake and leaves the cake part alone. It feels rotten to get excited about a cupcake, and then for it not to be chocolate, or even vanilla. His tummy isn't happy. That frosting was kind of blecky. Then, 
Harry pukes all across the desk. It comes out in one big blurp. Diamond screams. Mason screams. Abigail and Kamani scream. Wyatt laughs. Everything is so loud. Miss Peekschnitzel asks if he's okay. No, he's not. She wipes the puke from Harry's shirt and jeans. Even his shoes. And then she asks for a volunteer to take him to the nurse while she cleans up the table and floor. Mason takes him. He gives Harry his blue and red plastic horse to hold. Ice cream McGee will make you feel better, says Mason as he heads back to class. He's a get well horse. Day 53. Tuesday, November 27th. Harry does not go to school today. He stays homesick with the flu. He even has a temperature. Mommy stays home with him. She reads the beginning of a chapter book about a bear who might be named Edward and might be named something else, but it's hard to understand as he keeps falling asleep, so she lets him play fluff monsters instead, and he has to eat tummy medicine that tastes like chalk. But he still pukes three times. Day 54, Wednesday, November 28th. Harry does not go to school today, either, even though his temperature is almost normal. He and his mother play Go Fish, War, and Crazy Eights. Mommy makes plain rice, and Harry eats a little of it. They watch funny animal videos. They also read Harry's book from the library, the one about wild boars, four times. Harry thinks the wild boars look like guinea pigs, but Mommy says they don't at all. When she gets home from school, Charlotte sits on his bed to do her homework. The two of them watch TV. Eveline calls to talk to him. So does Daddy. And he manages to eat some chicken and applesauce for dinner. When he isn't puking, it really isn't that bad being sick. Day 55 Thursday, November 29th. Harry is back at school. Don't feel embarrassed, says Abigail, running up as soon as Harry walks into the classroom. Everybody pukes. It's true, Kamani nods. Puking is for everyone. I puked on the subway once, said Diamond. I puked at my aunt's house, says Mia. I puked on my mom, says Robbie. I puked once, and it was pink, says Orlando, because I ate raspberries right before. I puked once, and it had popcorn in it, says Mason, like big, puffy popcorn blobs, plus the whole Halloween disaster. I never puked, says Wyatt. Not even when you were a baby, asks Abigail. Well, sure, when I was a baby, says Wyatt, but that doesn't count. I don't want to talk about puke, cries Harry. I'm sick and tired of puke. Mason pats his arm. It's so interesting to everyone, he says kindly. We can't help it. Chapter 12. Guinea Pigs. Day 56, Friday, November 30th. Harry and Charlotte are walking to school. I have to tell you something, says Charlotte. What? 
We have a guinea pig now in room 4303. That's terrible. No, it's not. Her name is Goblin, says Charlotte. You'll like her. But Harry will not. He doesn't want to meet a guinea pig, even in a cage. He figures a guinea pig is a large pig with tusks and teeth. It will be all slobbery. It might snort at him with his big wet nose. At morning meeting, Harry raises his hand. Did you know that there's a guinea pig in room 4303? He asks. Sure, says Miss Peachnitzel. Goblin. Kamani raises her hand. I love guinea pigs. Robbie raises his. I love guinea pigs even more than Kamani does. You don't know that, snaps Kamani. You can't measure love. I don't like them, says Harry. I thought everybody loved guinea pigs, says Robbie. Like everybody in the whole world. Miss Peekschnitzel decides to take a poll, the way they did when the apples in science class game happened. She writes, Do you like guinea pigs on the whiteboard? Each kid says yes or no. 23 students like them. Two students do not. Harry and Abigail. Now I feel weird for hating them, whispers Harry to Abigail. Not weird, says Abigail. Unusual. Day 57, Monday, December 3rd. Charlotte shows up at the door of Miss Peekschnitzel's first grade class. Can Harry come to my classroom for a visit to meet our guinea pig? She asks the teacher. Miss Peekschnitzel tells Harry he may go, but Harry shrinks into himself and shakes his head. Don't you want to? asks the teacher. No, Harry already told Charlotte no. Why is she here talking about it again? He pulls his sweatshirt up to hide his face. Day 58, Tuesday, December 4th. It's library day. Everyone climbs into the make-believe ship. Miss Tellicherry reads a story about a tiger who stops wearing clothes and runs around naked. It is so funny. When it's time to choose books, Miss Peachnitzel walks over to Harry. I found a book about guinea pigs, she says, kneeling next to him. A science book. Would you like to take it home? No way. Harry doesn't want that yucky book. Why is everybody always trying to push guinea pigs on him? He's going to take the Naked Tiger book home, and that's all there is to it. Day 59, Wednesday, December 5th. In science, Mr. Darrell is done with apples and pumpkins, and so now he's teaching about sharks. The children are supposed to copy the sharks' names into their science notebooks. Harry arranges his so they look like a poem and shows it to Diamond. Nurse sharks, angel sharks, hammerheads, and great whites. Bramble sharks, carpet sharks, cookie cutter lemon. I know you think I'm going to say it's a poem, she says, but it's not. Those are just shark names. The sharks have all different shapes and sizes to them. Harry likes the cookie cutter shark because it sounds like cookies and because of its triangle teeth. As the class lines up, Mr. Darrell calls Harry up to his desk. I heard you might need some information about guinea pigs, the teacher says. 
That's okay, says Harry. I don't need to hear about them. Are you sure? Yes, please, says Harry. And thank you very much. You're welcome. Day 60. Thursday, December 6th. Charlotte taps on the door of Harry's classroom just after morning meeting. Really? Again? Harry is not going up to fourth grade. He's just not going. Miss Peekschnitzel beckons Charlotte in, but Harry's sister disappears for a moment into the hallway. She comes back with another fourth grader. Together they lug a wire cage that has wood shavings at the bottom of it. This isn't her regular cage, Charlotte says. It's her travel cage. Peeking out is a live fluff monster. For real! It's fluffy, like a fluff monster. It has brown and white spots like a fluff monster might have. It has cute, beady eyes like a fluff monster, and stubby legs that are so short it looks like its feet are attached directly to its body. It is the cutest thing in the world. Charlotte and her friends set the cage right in front of Harry. The fluff monster wrinkles its nose and makes a snuffling sound. Harry reaches his finger out to stroke its fluffy head. I still don't like them, says Abigail. Don't like what, says Harry. Guinea pigs, says Abigail. This is Goblin? Harry can't believe it. This is Goblin, says Charlotte. He keeps stroking Goblin gently on the head. Her fur is soft, and he can tell she's a little nervous. I thought she was a giant scary pig, says Harry. Charlotte laughs. Really? But I told you you'd like her. Miss Peekschnitzel laughs too. I didn't know you thought that, she says. She's a fluff monster, says Harry. Look how cute. He pets Goblin again. Now that you say they're fluff monsters, I might have to start liking them, says Abigail. Day 61, Friday, December 7th. Goblin is coming home with Harry and Charlotte. The guinea pig will live in her travel cage for the weekend. They can feed her and take her out as long as it's in the bathroom so she doesn't get lost. But what does she eat, and how are you supposed to hold her? During lunch, Harry goes upstairs to see Mrs. Telecherry in the library. She lets him return the naked tiger book and gets the science book about guinea pigs. Harry wants all the facts. Day 62, Monday, December 10th. Harry knows everything about guinea pigs now. Mommy read the science book to him, and they watched two videos about care and feeding. For example, he learned that guinea pigs mainly eat hay, but they need vitamin C, so broccoli and red pepper are very good for them. And they make a lot of noise, like chirping and purring. After the videos, Harry and his mom looked at 100 pictures of baby guinea pigs online. They're all different kinds. Ridgeback, Peruvian, Silky, and more. Goblin is an alpaca guinea pig. Harry and Charlotte carry Goblin back to school in her travel cage. 
Harry goes up to the fourth grade classroom. It is full of seriously huge people. Harry gets to transfer the guinea pig into her larger habitat. She feels quivery and warm in his hands. He takes some cucumbers from his lunchbox and puts them in her food bowl. Bye-bye, goblin. I love you. I'll come see you again soon. And then he turns to Charlotte's teacher, Mrs. Gilhooly. Guinea pigs need friends, he tells her. I learned it from my library book. Goblin needs at least one other guinea pig in order to be happy. Also, she likes strawberries, but she should only have them sometimes for a treat. Thank you for telling me that, Harry, says Mrs. Gilhooly. I will take that information very seriously. You're welcome, says Harry. As he walks back downstairs to Miss Peek Schnitzel's first grade, Harry realizes something. It's the last thing he ever thought he'd be, but Harry Bergen Murphy is now a guinea pig expert. Chapter 13 Friends Day 63, Tuesday, December 11th Today is the first day Miss Peek Schnitzel's kids have computer class. They will have computer once a week for 10 weeks. Everyone is so excited. The computer teacher is Miss DeRosa. She wears all black and has her hair in a tight bun. She smiles at them as she wheels in one cart, then another, filled with laptops. Everybody sit on your hands, she tells them. All the kids sit on their hands while Mr. Rosa puts a laptop in front of each person. Harry wants to touch his so badly. He is allowed to play on Mommy's tablet, but never her computer. Finally, they open their laptops. The teacher explains all of the parts. Each computer has a screen, a keyboard, and a trackpad. Please don't touch any buttons on the keyboard, she says. You are still just looking with your eyes. Mrs. DeRosa makes sure they all have a program open about honeybees. It's a game. Now she lets them use the trackpad. Harry practices using it to touch bees that are flying across the screen. Next, they practice dragging the bees down to the flowers so they can go home to make honey. Mason leans over. It's not as good as fluff monsters, he says. Plus, I already know how to use a trackpad. It's almost as good, says Harry. My bees are going to make so much honey. Later, the students do a keyboard exercise. They find the letters of the alphabet and type them. A is for anteater. And when you've typed all your A's, an anteater pops up on the screen. B is for bear. Harry is glad because he has typed all his G's. There is a goat, and he sits at goat table. He looks up to tell Mason, but Mason is sitting still with his lower lip sticking out. What's wrong? whispers Harry. Mr. Rosa asks them to stay quiet. I got bored. And then I typed buttons I wasn't supposed to type, says Mason. Or maybe I clicked something, I'm not sure. And he turns the screen to his face, Harry. It has a bunch of words on it in a tiny font. I can't make the animals come back. The computer went blurp. 
Let's close it and hide it, says Harry, and then she'll never know. Great idea, says Mason. She'll be able to tell, whispers Diamond, still typing. She knows we are six kids at Goat Table, so there must be six computers. Mason can go to the bathroom, says Harry, and then there'll be only five kids. I'm going right now, Mason tells Harry. Great idea. You hide the computer. Mason goes over to Miss Peekschnitzel and gets the bathroom pass. Harry closes Mason's computer and slides it onto his lap. Where can he hide it? Can he get it into one of the book bins? Will it fit in someone's backpack? Can he put it underneath a pillow in the reading area? Oh no, Mrs. DeRosa is coming over to Goat Table. Harry shoves Mason's laptop up his shirt. Then he goes back to typing. H is for Hippo. Mrs. DeRosa looks at the screens for each kid. She squats down by Harry. He's feeling kind of sweaty, but he keeps typing. I is for Iguana. J is for Jaguar. Excuse me, says the teacher. I think one of my computers has climbed up your shirt. Ooh, busted, says Diamond. Will you take it out, please, says Mrs. DeRosa. That's not how we handle our laptops at the Graham School. Mason comes back from the bathroom. He sees what is happening and stands frozen in the doorway. Harry takes the laptop out from under his shirt and gives it to the teacher. What is going on here? Mr. Rosa asks Goat Table. No one says a word. Mr. Rosa looks at her clipboard. I see this is a computer number five, and it was checked out to Mason. Which one of you is Mason? No one answers. Harry bites his lip. Finally, Mason comes over. I am Mason, and I typed keys I shouldn't have typed, he says. Sorry. I'm Harry, and I put the laptop up my shirt, says Harry. I'm sorry, too. Day 64, Wednesday, December 12th. Miss Peekschnitzel makes a chart of people's ages. It has numbers up to 100. She tells them her age. She is 63 years old. Her husband, Carl, is 64. Her mother, Nanny, is 90. In Harry's home, Mommy is 38, Harry is 5, and Charlotte is 9. All the kids chart their ages of the people who live with them. Students want to include their dogs, cats, and ferrets, but Miss Peek Schnitzel says it's only for humans. Our chart shows 100 years, she explains. Humans can live to 100, but dogs and cats never do. But they could, says Mason. No, sadly they can't, says the teacher. I'm sorry. But maybe, says Mason. It isn't going to happen, I'm afraid, says the teacher. I wish it were different, though. But we don't know for sure, says Mason. It could still happen. We're only going to put people on the chart, says Miss Peekschnitzel. I don't want you to add pets. I don't want Pebble to die, says Mason.
Day 65, Thursday, December 13th. Harry's wiggly tooth falls out during morning meeting. It just falls right out. He feels it in his mouth, and then it's in his hand, looking small and a bit bloody. The teacher helps him save it in a plastic baggie. He shows everyone the gap in his mouth. He feels slippery when he touches it with his tongue. You have a real first grader smile now, says Miss Peekschnitzel. You must be getting comfortable in first grade, am I right? She is right, Harry grins. At recess, Harry and Mason sit side by side on top of the small climbing structure. I don't want to turn six, Mason says. Why not? Harry asks. I want to turn six. I just don't. But you have your party. I'm going to your party, Harry says. Mason's party is coming up. I want my party, says Mason. I just don't want to get old. What did it feel like when you lost your tooth? It felt unusual, says Harry. Day 66, Friday, December 14th. All morning, Mason keeps poking his teeth and telling Harry they are wiggly, but Harry isn't so sure. During writing, the students have to write four sentences using their sight words of the week. Friend, tired, play, and happy. Mason writes, My friend was a dog. She got tired and died. We cannot play. I will never be happy. Harry is still trying to think of sentences, and he looks at Mason's paper. Did Pebble die? He asks. No, says Mason. It's just a story. Why did you write a sad story? My babysitter's dog died, says Mason, so now I'm worried. Harry looks at Mason, and then he writes his own story. My friend is Mason. I am never tired of him. We like to play horses and fluff monsters. He makes me happy. He reads it to Mason. Mason grins. Because we're best friends, right? He says. Right, says Harry. You guys are always talking about what best friends you are, says Diamond. Yup, says Harry. But you know, says Diamond... You could have lots of best friends. It doesn't have to be leaving other kids out the way you make it. What? Harry never thought of it like that. It's true, says Kamani. You talk about it a lot. Like, I could say I have a best friend, and a second best friend, and a third best friend. I could say that and give people numbers, but I don't. Because it could make other kids cry and stuff, that's why. And my parents said not to. Oh. Harry looks at Abigail. She's finished her sentences and is tracing her name over and over with a pink pencil. He looks at Wyatt. Wyatt is done writing and now has a book to practice reading. Neither of them glance up. Harry feels himself flush. He's glad when Miss Peekschnitzel asks them to get in line for lunch. Chapter 14 Winter Holidays Day 67 Monday, December 17th Winter break is coming soon. The kids are talking about baking Christmas cookies and going to see the decorated windows of the department stores. 
Kamani is making people presents out of yarn. Harry and Mason went ice skating on Saturday with Harry's mom. Abigail and Diamond saw the Nutcracker. Some people are going on trips while school is out, but Harry will stay home. Baba and Grandpa Mike will come to visit and sleep in the living room. They will make latkes for Hanukkah. Harry and Charlotte will get presents. On Christmas Day, the family will go out for Chinese food and a movie. Harry won't see his dad, because Daddy is going to Ireland. At morning meeting, Miss Peekschnitzel writes the word tradition on the sparkly word wall. She explains that it means a thing your family does every year, passed on from grandparents to parents to kids. What winter holiday do you celebrate? She asks. Everyone raises a hand. Let's make a list, says Miss Peekschnitzel. Our traditions might be different, but we all have them. We might eat special foods, or pray, or do ceremonies, see family, or have parties. Kids all want to share their traditions. Some students celebrate just one holiday. Some celebrate more than one. The teacher writes on the whiteboard. It's a poem, shouts Diamond after everyone has spoken. And so it is. They practice saying the list together. Christmas, Christmas, Kwanzaa and Christmas, Hanukkah, Hanukkah, Hanukkah and Christmas, Solstice, Hanukkah, Christmas, 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 Diwali, but it's already over, Ramadan, but it's not yet, and pause, Ramadan, but it's not yet, and pause, Christmas, Christmas, Kwanzaa and Christmas, New Year's, Hanukkah, Nikomo, and Christmas, Booty Day, Hanukkah, Christmas and Christmas, Christmas and Diwali, but it's already done. Harry starts clapping out the rhythm as they read it. The other kids clap too. It's such a happy beat. Can we do it again, he asks, when they have finished. Miss Peekschnitzel invites everyone to stand. She points at the words as they clap and dance to the rhythm of their first grade holiday poem. Day 68, Tuesday, December 18th. It's holiday feast day in Miss Peekschnitzel's class. Parents and caregivers come in the morning and bring snacks to celebrate the season. Harry's mom is here. They are not harvest snacks, thank goodness. Instead, they are round pecan cookies dusted with powdered sugar, carrot cupcakes from Abigail's dad, candied orange peel, and thin Russian pancakes, also brownies with red and green candy on top, and cinnamon buns, and baklava, and tiny cupcakes decorated blue and white for Hanukkah. Some parents explain how the food they brought connects to their family traditions, but honestly, Harry doesn't listen. He's too busy eating brownies. Everyone fills their plates, and the classroom is buzzing and happy. Then, Wyatt pukes. He pukes all across goat table, and the floor, and the chair, and his shoes. Diamond screams. Mason screams. Harry's plate, full of treats, is all pukey. Miss Peekschnitzel runs over with a towel and begins wiping Wyatt. Is it too much sugar? Says Wyatt's grandma, touching his back. 
Wyatt is crying. Big blobby tears run down his face and into his drool and into his puke. Grown-ups run around with damp paper towels helping to clean. Kids scream and point. Harry is sad about his plate of treats, but he remembers how it felt to puke at school. Terrible. That's how. Poor Wyatt. Harry goes to the classroom sink, gets a paper towel and wets it, gives it to Wyatt so Wyatt can wipe his face. I'll take him to the bathroom, Harry tells Wyatt's grandma. He gets the bag of extra clothes from Wyatt's cubby, and they go together down the hall. Day 69, Wednesday, December 19th. Wyatt is back at school already. Careful with your pants, he says to Harry as he slides into his chair for math. Wyatt reaches over and pulls back at Harry's waistband. Snap! Wyatt! The name pops out of Harry's mouth pretty loud. What? says Wyatt. I'm just kidding. Stop it! Harry can't quite believe how strong and bossy his own voice sounds. Ugh, what's the big whoop, says Wyatt. It's a joke. Harry thinks about what Miss Peachschnitzel has told him about using words to say his feelings. Stop it. Stop it forever, please, because it scares me, and thank you very much. Stop it from me, too, says Diamond. That isn't how you tell a joke, Wyatt. Me, too says Mason. Stop it forever and ever. Whatever. Wyatt looks at his five table mates. And then he looks away. Miss Peekschnitzel puts a bin of math link cubes on goat table. Wyatt gets very interested in choosing red and yellow cubes. They all get interested in choosing cubes. Ugh, okay, fine, I'll stop it, says Wyatt, finally. Day 70. Thursday, December 20th. During art, Miss Yu sets out jars of craft supplies. We're going to make holiday picture frames for your families, she says. You'll cover a cardboard frame with buttons, pasta, beans, and other items. When the frame is all decorated, you'll bring it to me and I'll spray it gold or silver and it'll be ready to take home tomorrow once it's dry. There are six shapes of pasta Several kinds of dried beans, buttons in different sizes, paper clips, Legos, and more. Students each get a bowl, and they walk around collecting what they want to glue onto their picture frames. Harry starts with bow tie pasta, and he glues them across the bottom of his frame and up one side. And then he goes back for more, but they're gone. No more bow ties. Wyatt has a different problem. He started with sequins. They're so shiny hard to work with, though. He only has one line of them along the bottom edge. Ugh, I'll never finish, he says. I'll never finish, says Harry. What if you get more bow ties and you can help me glue the sequins? Wyatt suggests. Harry isn't sure he wants to work with Wyatt. How can you help me get more bow ties? I know. Amira and Robbie both have bow ties, coaxes Wyatt. I can definitely get you more from them. Okay then. Wyatt gets Amira and Robbie to share their bow ties while Harry glues sequins on Wyatt's picture frame. 
My grandma's going to be happy, says Wyatt, when the projects are done. My baba is going to hug and kiss it and carry it with her purse all the time, says Harry. Miss Hughes spray paints both picture frames a beautiful gold. Day 71, Friday, December 21st. On the day before winter break, the Graham School hosts a holiday concert during last period. The music teacher, Mrs. Bogg, stands up and gives a speech. Miss Peekschnitzel's kids stand with other first grade classes and sing Jingle Bell Rock. They all have jingle bells to shake during the song. After the concert, there's a bustle of coats and hats. Grown-ups say, have a good holiday and happy new year. Everyone walks out of the auditorium into the snow. It falls joyfully on Harry's face as he holds hands with Mommy and Eveline. Charlotte walks ahead with a group of her friends. Hey, Harry, Wyatt calls. He is with his grandmother just behind him. Harry turns around. Bam! A snowball hits him in the arm. Snowball bite! I'll get you, Harry yells, bending down to scoop some snow into a ball. He throws it at Wyatt. Thwack! It hit Wyatt on the back of the leg. Wyatt makes one and throws it back. It hits Harry on the shoulder and sprays snow onto his mom. Kids, says Harry's mom laughing, please. Wyatt throws another. Harry throws another. Wyatt throws one that goes right in Harry's face. Children, scolds Wyatt's grandma. That's enough. You're getting snow on everyone. Then they're at the corner. Harry has to turn, headed down the street to his apartment. Wyatt and his grown-ups begin to cross the street. Woohoo! yells Wyatt. I got you with the last one, didn't I? Yup, you did, yells Harry. But I'll get you next time. Wyatt laughs. He's on the other side of the street now. Bye, Wyatt, calls Harry. See you next year. Thank you for listening to Sleepyhead Stories. Yes, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Remember to share us with your friends. Let your friends know that you enjoy listening to Sleepyhead Stories and that we can be found on all major podcast platforms. And can Jennifer out her line? <laughs> what about the shout out? The shout outs. Yes, shout outs. Send in those shout outs, guys. We love hearing from and you. And I like chocolate. And if you're allergic to chocolate, that would be a curse. And I'm sorry for you. <laughs> okay. And she loves chocolate and she hopes you're not allergic to it. Me too. I don't think people are allergic. I don't think that's a thing. I think some people are. People watching that are allergic to chocolate be like, I'm allergic to chocolate. Oh. Well, guys, anyways. Thank you for listening. I hope you're not allergic to chocolate. We hope you're not allergic to chocolate, and we hope you have a great day or a great... Year. Year. (laughs) Night. Year. (laughs) And a great year and a great life. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Happy Christmas. (laughs) Good night.